Hi, I'm Leanne Spencer, founder of Body Shop Performance Limited, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and your host. This is the Remove the Guesswork podcast, the show where I interview influential people in the health, fitness, and well-being space to bring you the latest ideas on how to optimize your mind, body, and well-being. Hello, Happy New Year to you. It's Leanne Spencer, your host of Remove the Guesswork podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks in particular if you've done this on New Year's Day itself. So today we'll find you in quite an interesting position. You may be hungover, you may be a little bit party fatigued, you may not be, you may be a bit over family, a bit over the whole Christmas thing and quite keen to start with the year. But whatever you're feeling, if you tuned into this, you've probably been had your interest piqued by the title of this short, bite-sized solo podcast that I'm releasing to you. And it's about the whole idea of New Year's resolutions, the new year, new you. I am not a fan of this at all for many reasons. I think it's exploitative. You don't need a new you for starters, but companies like to tell you that because then they can market to you, they can sell you products. And some of you might be thinking, yeah, but aren't you in the health and fitness and wellbeing space? You know, aren't you trying to sell something this time of year? Well, no, not really. We're not. We don't have any marketing campaigns aimed at the new year. Four reasons that I'm going to go into. We don't like to market that way. I don't believe that any of you need to create a new version of yourselves. What I do believe is that all of us could probably make marginal gains towards a better version of ourselves. So let's focus on that rather than trying to create this new you. I also don't believe that changing the calendar can suddenly get you into a position where you're ready to change. I just don't think that's possible. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's reasonable. So that's one thing. There are other reasons as well. But let's go into those in a little bit more detail. This is going to be in not a huge length of podcast. So I'm just going to focus in on a few key points. But before that, many of you listening will have had New Year's resolutions in the past and they would have failed. They would have fallen off probably quite early. My boxing gym, Miguel's in Loughborough Junction, South London, where I've been going for, for it must be about 12 or 13 years. In January, their classes are absolutely rammed. Midway through February, there's a bit more breathing space in those classes. And from March onwards, latest, it's really tapered off. And that's very typical of gyms all over the country, weight loss programs all over the country as well. We just don't stick at this stuff. And why? Why is that? Let's look at some data as well. There was a Comrez poll conducted by Bupa that found that only 36% of people had New Year's resolutions. So that's probably underestimating it slightly, but 36 of those the people polled had New Year's resolutions. Of those 36%, 35% had goals around losing weight. 33% had goals around getting fitter. 31% had goals around eating more healthily. And about 12% had goals about creating a better work-life balance. That, by the way, is a term that I am not keen on either. Work-life balance. I've yet to meet anyone in any job, any walk of life, who's able to say to me, looking me in the eye, I have found the perfect balance. I found exactly what the ratio of work to home is, and it's going great for me. It doesn't really exist. And I think calling it a balance creates problems because we, we constantly strive to find that balance. And again, it's not realistic. It's not going to happen. Blend is a better word. For a long time, work has kind of bled into our leisure time predominantly through technology, but also through cultural expectations, depending on what sector you're in or what seniority level. But it's now time not to go off topic that our leisure and our selves, our whole selves, the whole person that we are, bled a little bit into work. But that's a kind of another matter. But work-life blend is probably a better term. 
63% of people who had New Year's resolutions broke them at some point in time, and 66% actually broke them within one month or less. So what we know is that New Year's resolutions don't work. That's a fact. Now, one of the reasons I think this is, is that people don't appreciate what it takes to break a habit or create a new one. It's actually a very, in some respects, very big and complex thing. A lot of the habits that we've established, particularly if we look at food, work-life balance and fitness, some of the things that we just talked about being people's most popular resolutions, these are things that could be very emotionally bound up for these people. You know, I heard someone describe that they eat their feelings and that's really common. A lack of fitness could come from not liking sports at school and then never really connecting with exercise and the feeling of movement and mood and and similarly, the connection between food and mood, a lot of times this is underappreciated and, and that's how poor habits can develop. Now, these could take years and years to embed themselves in. So a junk food habit or excess alcohol, all of that kind of stuff can take a long time to bed in. You know, overnight, you didn't start drinking a bottle of wine every night. Overnight, you didn't start having a takeaway three times a week. It would have crept up. So it's kind of unrealistic to expect that those those habits can be unpicked really quickly, which is why I'm really against places like Lighter Life. Lighter Life, for those that you don't know, is a fast, rapid weight loss service. And they combine it with, a, to a degree, a bit of counselling and therapy. But predominantly, it's the sort of diet you would go on if you were going in for open heart surgery or a triple bypass and you needed to get weight off fast. That's when it could be potentially a useful thing to do. But it's not good for general dieting. And that's because it just tries to get the weight off too quick. And we know physiologically the body will respond by sudden weight, weight loss by thinking it's going into starvation mode and it will store fat. So it's actually counterproductive to do things like weight loss quickly. It also takes a long time to change the mind. Even when you've made a decision based on the calendar, based on the fact it's January, and you've decided to stop or start doing something, it can take a long time to un unpack that and actually get the mind and into a frame of mind where it's ready to make that change. So one of the things I'm going to encourage you to think about is focus or put another way, intent. What do you want to get done? Why do you want to do it? And why is now the time for it to happen? It also really helps to have a very strong motivating factor behind you. And you can already see that to be in that state of post-contemplation ready for action, it's going to happen organically. It's not going to happen because it's the 1st of January or the 2nd of January. Having a strong motivational factor, that needs to be circumstantial. You can't force that because of the calendar. Now, I'll give you an example. I worked with someone back in the days when we were personal trainers. So it'd be about six years ago. Her name was Claire. I'd put up a post on our local forum to say that she got a place in the marathon for the MS Society because her dad was profoundly ill with MS. And she was wondering about getting a personal trainer. Did anyone have any recommendations? So I got in touch and said, well, I am a PT and I would love to help you. It sounds like an amazing thing you're doing. So we started to work together. She went from, and she won't mind me saying this, from being a couch potato who did very little sort of movement and certainly no exercise to finishing the marathon. And in a, a beautiful kind of story, I ended up running it with her. We wrote to the charity and said, look, I'm training Claire to do this. I'm doing all the runs with her anyway. I might as well have a marathon place. And they said, yes. So collectively, we raised about £10,000 for the MS Society. But what got Claire through 
the winter runs, the difficult runs, you know, every time we, we'd accomplish something like a mile, she'd say, oh, you know, amazing. I've done a mile, but I don't know how I'm going to do two miles. We do two miles. And she said, I don't know how I'm ever going to do 5K. We do 5K, then we do 10K, then 15K, then 20K, and boom, all the way up to 42K. So she did extraordinarily well. But I can tell you now, what got her through that was not the fact she'd already paid me. It wasn't the fact she'd got a marathon place. It wasn't to save face because she told people she was going to do it. It was purely because of her father. And that's the kind of strong motivational factor I'm talking about. Now, yours might be very different, but you need that kind of motivation. And maybe it's, it's about health. You know, you're concerned about your longevity. You're concerned about your health span, not lifespan. It doesn't matter if you live to a hundred, if you've been unable to walk or feed yourself for the last 30 years, that's not life. So it's about health span. Maybe that's your motivational factor. Maybe it's that you've had a real red flag go up in terms of a heart problem or your weight being problematic and maybe making you at risk of metabolic conditions like diabetes or or raised cholesterol or raised triglycerides in the blood, something like that, high blood pressure. There needs to be, I think, a strong motivating factor and that can't just be the turn of the year. So there's that. Focus on your intent as well. Be super clear why it is that you want change. And if you find that there's a degree of ambivalence and actually you are just doing it because it's a new year's resolution. Don't give up on that. What I'm not trying to do in this, this short podcast is, is say to you, look, don't bother with resolutions. They don't work. And you just carry on doing what you're doing. What I am suggesting is maybe if your intent's not really clear to you and there's no ambivalence, if you haven't got that strong motivational factor yet, then dial it down, start really small. Could your motivation, I'm not going to use the word resolution, but your motivation be just to dig around about your why. Why is it that you want to get towards something or get away from something else? Really dig in to what that thing is and why. So another example, again, I'm going to come back to to fat loss. Quite often when I talk to people in the context of our discovery sessions, as we call them, they'll talk about having a weight loss goal. It's not how we market. It's not what we advertise that we help people with. But very typically, it's a part of what they want to get sorted. And sometimes they lead with that. And after a little bit of digging around, I can quite quickly establish that actually the fat loss is not the strong motivational factor. It's something that sits behind that, that's too big and too scary to bring to the fore. So people will put that acceptable. Yeah, of course you want to lose weight. You know, I completely get that. They'll put that as the strong motivational factor, but actually it's crippling self-esteem. It's untreated trauma. It's an inability to manage stress or something of that sort that sits behind that goal. So maybe just do a little bit of digging around as to what it is that you really want. Get real clarity around that. You could then try moving yourself into the contemplation stage. So one of the things you could do is do some research, do some research on who's available to help you with that problem. Maybe who talks about that problem, watch some videos, get access to some free content. We have tons of stuff on our website relating to sleep, mental health, energy, body composition. So weight loss, muscle gain, digestive health, fitness overall. And you can view all that, by the way, at bodyshopperformance.com, which is our website and obviously listening to the podcast. So tons of, of really great and relevant episodes on this as well. But there are other sites. Go out and do some research. Get into that contemplation stage where you start to think about getting ready. And you can also at the same time start to set up your environment. So it's really important when you're making any kind of change to have the support around you. Now, that might be of another person, a spouse, a colleague, a friend, but it might not. You'd be surprised that they're not always supportive of what you do. You know, some people don't want you to succeed, not you personally, but 
because of how it makes them feel. A spouse might not always be as supportive as you think. Also look around for some other kind of external motivation. So I just mentioned other podcasts and sites, but maybe someone who's already got what you've got that's in the public eye and start to follow them, you know, glean from them. How have they done this? How have they, they achieved what they've achieved? If necessary, get some external support in the form of a coach or a personal trainer, someone who can help you. That's also an option for you. Now, another part of getting ready is also to think about what could sabotage you. So taking the, the example of fitness, what could sabotage you? Well, working late in the office or not saying no to extra hours, not exercising first thing in the morning when you have the window, but thinking you can do it later, thinking you need more time than you actually do. So there's something called the minimal effective dose with exercise, and it's much, much, much smaller than you'd think. And actually, you can get an effective workout in as little as 30 seconds to four minutes to 10 minutes to 20 minutes. It doesn't need to be the full hour. So potentially what could sabotage you is thinking you need an hour, but you don't. So go through all those potential sabotage risks as well. This is all part of the contemplation stage. So getting yourself ready, and it might be March when you're actually ready to tackle what it is you want to tackle, but you'll be ready. And you'll be doing it for all the right reasons, having done all the prep work instead of just because it's the turn of the year. So get a strategy together. Understand what it is you want to get done. What are the sabotage risks or the flags that could prevent you from success? And then go for it. Think about you know what it is that you want to get done. The blueprint then for success is find out what the issue is. Determine what the flags are and then get some strategies in place. Visualize success as well. You know, what is it you want to do? What does that look like? What's it going to feel like? That's all, all really important. And the other crucial thing is by the time you get to the phase of, yeah, I think I'm ready to make a change, ask yourself the tough question. Ask yourself, have I had enough of the way things are now? Have I had enough of the way things are now? That is absolutely vital. I can give you a really good example of the last time that I had absolutely had enough. I was on my knees and it was alcohol consumption. If you listen to this podcast, you'll have heard perhaps the episode with Dr. Alberto Pachusa. And I've talked about this before in other podcasts. I was at a stage where I was on my hands and knees with it and I had absolutely had enough. But prior to that, I tried to give up a couple of times before and there was still some ambivalence there. I was still slightly, oh, maybe I could go back to drinking once a week. Maybe I can just cut down doesn't work. And you have to have the same kind of laser light focus for whatever it is that you want to do or stop doing. You've got to have had enough of the way things are, the status quo, and make sure you're not ambivalent about that. So again, work towards that before you make a try. So what are the main takeaways here? Well, do the groundwork. Ask yourself the tough questions. What is you want to get done? Why do you want to do it? Why is now the time? And if now turns out not to be the time, do the groundwork that I've just been talking about. Make sure what you're trying to do is driven by a genuine desire. Forget the fact it's the 1st of January. Pick the timing. Don't delay, but find the time and use the time between now and whenever it is that you kickstart to do that prep work I've been talking about. I'll say it again, you know, you don't need a new you, possibly just some adaptations and realignment of the existing you, but you're enough. You know, you've, you're listening to this. You are probably in a pretty good place. There's just some things that you want to tweak and modify that could end up having a really big impact on your life. So I get that. I get that you're going to want to take action. And the last thing I'll say is get some help if you need it. I'm happy to give anyone advice who gets in touch with me. You can email me at leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E, at bodyshotperformance.com. Links in the show notes to all our website and my books and everything else. You can consume all that stuff, read the books, get some ideas, look at other people as well. You've got lots to say about this. But get that help if you need it. Ask a friend, a colleague, a spouse, 
or someone externally for some support. And finally, good luck. Whatever it is that you're attempting to do, whether you do start today on the 1st of January or not, I wish you all the best and a very, very happy new year to you. Let's hope 2019 brings lots of exciting and fun things. And of course, health, the longevity, well-being, fitness, all the rest of it. That's it from me. I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks for listening. Interested in finding out what your health IQ is? Jump on our website, www.bodyshotperformance.com and click on Take the Test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minute test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.